say that. Let's go with... Hi there. Bear here. Um, it is 7.39. Four notifications, 4G, and 64% on my phone. The talk that I want to have today is going to be with kind of like progression, you know? Uh, yes, we are always constantly in a state of progress, so that's neither here nor there, but I, I really wanted to talk on it tonight because I am feeling a lot of progression. Uh, I have been, like, <clears throat> brought into a large area of information recently. Uh, I'm mentoring someone. Uh, some people have taken me under their wing and want to mentor me. Um, I have come into abundance. Um, I have come into so much abundance. I have gained weight. Uh, so much abundance. My weight gain has not limited the amount of clothing I can wear. So much abundance. I have several pair of shoes. Um, so much abundance. I have several hoodies, even though I left an entire stockhold of clothes um, up in the mountains where I was staying before I transferred back down to Portland. Um, yeah, just all the things in my life currently are showing me that progress is being made with, I guess, abundance, uh, specifically so. But again, I think waking up is an abundant matter because I still have energy to be alive. My body hasn't died yet. The universe hasn't called back the little bit of ether that moves my vessel back into the, into the nether, you know? I'm still here. Um, but progression more uh, less so what I'm referring to is uh, progression in thought, uh, progression in uh, ability, um, progression with, uh, I, I think everything starts from thought. So when I said thought, I, I, I came under the conclusion of several things. Um, just taking kind of like, Taking a uh, stock, being able to witness my own progression, you know, uh, not only my own progression, but um, my perspective about the world around me has changed a great deal as well. I am someone who I wouldn't say played the victim for a really long time, but my memories were all of the trauma that continued to happen to me um, because it was one of those things that would happen regardless if I wanted it to. Uh, oh, 333 just passed. And on top of it being one of those things that would happen regardless if I wanted it to, uh, no matter how many times I tried to elevate myself, there must have been some lesson I didn't learn yet because I would always be put back into a scenario where someone wasn't taking my worth into consideration with how they treated me. Um, I wasn't taking account 
to how blessed I might have been in some scenario I was in uh, in that moment. I didn't get the lesson immediately. You know, there was always some strange, huge... Um, letdown or loss or um, I would relinquish whatever I had at the time I there's just so many instances where I'm thinking of how I could have progressed prior to this point in time not in a regretful manner and you know I've been alive for a long while now uh, to me, uh, someone with my experience may have lived a longer life due to their experiences. Uh, someone with my age frame or born the same year that I was supposedly born would have a better understanding because of more experiences or tougher experiences. I'm not the worst case scenario when it comes to being alive with the cards that I've been dealt with, and I'm not the best case scenario with the cards I've been dealt with. I'm the best me, and I'm the worst me. But um, I was doing a measurement for time. I started arguing with myself as I was talking. I'm trying to like get together a bunch of thoughts because I really want to talk about progression. And I'm not doing very well. I'm not progressing into this conversation evenly. Um, because I'm kind of like, I'm still kind of muddling through how to do that. Um, it's just been one of those, those days where you you have a thought and it's it's not necessarily a negative thought because I'm trying to eliminate the use of those words too um, even though they were like my go-to words with negative and positive I went from good to bad I don't really want to identify things with a judgment anymore uh, 744 for notifications 4g um, I don't really want to identify identify things um, with the judgment anymore. I really want to just embrace what is. And I, this is what this podcast is really about. This podcast is really me just embracing that I talk a lot to myself inside my head. And I journal often and I make art often as an expression of myself to myself. And I don't really share that art with anyone and I don't really share my journal with anyone, nor do I give these thoughts to anyone when I'm talking about them. And when I do, or at least when I did prior to this point in time, they were rejected. And I didn't really accept that. Oh, there's a good, there's a good, ooh, there's a good one to go with on the progress. Uh, now I accept that I talk. I accept that I think my thoughts are important. I acknowledge that the things that I say matter to me. I acknowledge that they're worth hearing. I, I acknowledge that um, someone learns from me. Because I've been with so many people who have held, quote-unquote, higher statuses than me. Graduated college, finished high school, still communicate with their parents, um, still have family and siblings in communication with them. Now, and I say higher status because society says that this is what you're supposed to do. You have a toxic family, you stay in contact with them. You have a toxic sibling who only uses you, you stay in contact with them. Um, you have a toxic parent who abuses you every time they talk to you by belittling the things you believe in and belittling the things you enjoy and always telling you that something that you enjoy isn't good for you or not positive for you. I've been with people who have had those scenarios and haven't listened to me describe those things as such. And now I can see that when someone is for me, they will hear me talking and they will not take anything I'm saying as a judgment, only the advice that I have because I love them. 
Now, does that mean I want to be in control of somebody else? Yes, absolutely. I totally want to be in control of somebody else. I will not hide that all. Um, but I don't want to put anyone in danger. I don't want to take anyone's um, will from them. But I would love to be in a situation where someone would submit to me uh, willingly via consent. And then when they gave me that level of trust, I was able to then act on that trust by saying that I'll keep you safe. That's, that's like a dream of mine. A dream of mine is to have children and then take care of my children. Uh, a dream of mine is to have pets and then to take care of my pets. A dream of mine is to have animals on a farm and then to take care of them, to be a steward to something. Um, one of my biggest and like the thing I'm going, the thing I'm aiming for with my life, the end goal for my life is to live in a remote place where it takes a while to get there via vehicle and to live with the things and or people that I want to live with that love me and trust me to give my life for them and the scenario that we live in that we continue to build together. And now I know that that's not a pipe dream, you know, that's a reality for me. Cause before now I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and it, and it, it would get so close to happening, you know, I mean, like a hands width, if you're familiar with that, like stretch your hand all the way out and let your pinky and thumb be as far from themselves as possible. That's a hands width, That's, you can measure stuff with that. I think like your neck, your pants, your shoulders and stuff like that, you can measure your body with your own hands width and it'll give you an accurate representation. Also your foot is a good measurement, not an actual foot, your foot attached to your body is a good measurement indicator for your body. I think your foot and your forearm are literally the same length, like from the tip of your big toe to your heel is the same length from your wrist to your elbow. Um, the dreams that I've had, the visions that I've had have been a hand's width from me in my grasp. I have had them at the point and the universe, the gods, the scenarios, the toxicity, whatever you want to say, destroyed those relationships gave me an out from being with people who did not love me the way that I love them. Um, and that's always been something that's really hard to like kind of understand and distinguish because um, not only do you have to acknowledge that you weren't good for someone and you were only there to wake them up or to put some perspective in their face or to show them a new way of living that they hadn't previously considered, or to show them a different type of love that they didn't want or didn't consider prior to that point in time, or to show them that they weren't being loved by the people in their lives the way that they wanted to be loved and that that love was actually available out there in the universe. Also, also, show them what they look like back to themselves toxically. Um, I learned that I was a mirror at a really young age. And I didn't know that that's what that was called. I literally for years said that I'm a mirror. I would say, whatever you give me, I'm going to reflect it back to you, except I'm bigger than you. I'll do it 10 times worse. And it didn't click to me until, <laughs> until the last, last relationship I was in, um, where I was sitting across from someone after we had engaged physically. And they shut down emotionally and pushed me as far from them as possible. And they wouldn't acknowledge that's what they were doing. They did not acknowledge that what they did in that moment was to separate themselves from me as mentally far as, I mean, like if we could do like, 
an imagination right now, if you could close your eyes and not be in the space that you're in. Or maybe you have a good active imagination where you could have your eyes open and you can do the same thing. Imagine a star, okay? And then do like that Neil deGrasse, Carl uh, Sagan thing where they like zoom out from the star and you get like the planets around it and then they zoom out a little further and you see that they're just like a little blink in the middle of space. Make two stars, okay? That's kind of my scenario. That's what happened to me. And then learning that I was a spiritual, or at least accepting that I was as spiritual as I am, and accepting that I am the thing that I am, regardless of the titles that I want to give them, regardless if I want to call it good or bad, accepting that I have this knowledge and insight based on the, the frequencies or the feelings or the electronic responses that my brain gets, I am aware when someone removes themselves from me. I am aware when someone stops trusting me. I'm aware when someone doesn't believe me. I'm aware of that. And I used to argue that. I would say, you're not acting the same. You aren't behaving the same towards me. You aren't doing what you were doing a moment ago. This isn't how our relationship began. And you aren't talking to me about this behavior. And you won't tell me what's up. And I would try to defend myself, you know? I would try to make it so that I was trustable. I would... I would how I would kowtow, you know, I, in one relationship prior, set up a GPS so that my ex could follow me around every day, all day, so that they could see that I wasn't cheating on them. Um, in another relationship, I um, gave my ex all of my, like, other partners' addresses and phone numbers so that they could contact me and find me whenever they wanted to. Um, I would let my ex know that there were other people engaging with me uh, in a way that said that they wanted to be in a relationship with me so that I could be deemed trustworthy even though they didn't trust me. I would try to prove my worth. I would try to prove who I was to them. Um, and this goes along with the progress. I didn't know that progress would look this way. I didn't know progress would look like me acknowledging that I didn't have to do any of that. It hurt because the kind of relationship I want is open communication. I say this thing, and I know people have been saying it for years, but I've been saying it for longer, and I don't know where it came from, but I literally say, yes, I understand communication is key, but comprehension is the door. I literally wrote it on a poem when I went to this place called uh, Singing in the Woods. I literally have been saying it for the last two years, and now it's all over the internet, and I'm like, damn, I don't want to copyright these things that I say because money's not important to me, and I don't want to be like, rah, 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 that's my saying. You said it, you're taking my words. They aren't my words. Someone else made up English. Uh, I just happen to use it effectively when communicating, and I'm really good at drawing out things in my brain, and you can hear some of those things when you talk to me, and you get a little flicker through of what my insight might look like, but I didn't tell you what color that star was when we were talking about that universal picture earlier. I didn't tell you the distance between those stars. I didn't tell you what planets were floating around those stars. You assimilated and made those images of yourself in your mind, but we were together at least for an instant before I broke it by telling you that I didn't tell you what to describe those things as and that we described different things in my head. Back to the point, um, I can tell when someone isn't for me now, very clearly. And that's, <laughs> it hurts, but it's like 99.999% of people. 
Uh, people will smile at me. They will love my energy. They will love to engage with my energy. They will love to be cheery with me. They would love for me to be a sun in their life. They would love for me to float around them, taking care of them. They, they would love that, but they couldn't do it for me even if they tried their hardest. And it hurt to find that out. It hurt to find out that I was going to be alone a lot. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt. Because I am a majority of the time always willing to see if someone's okay. That's how long and how much I have been left alone is that I am willing to always go out of my way to make sure that someone is okay, at least in the smallest of ways, just to check on them. Just to go, hey, are you all right? But then to see people like who I quote unquote called my best friend, um, to get so wrapped up in themselves to never check on me, um, to just watch people disappear out of my life, to just just watch them fade away. And it isn't that I didn't chase them anymore, or I didn't contact them, and I didn't say that. People make time for what they want to make time for, okay? It doesn't matter how heavily weighted you are. It doesn't matter how heavily burdened you are. If you choose to communicate with someone in your life, you are choosing to communicate with them. And there is nothing anyone else can say or do to you. If you want to talk to that person, you will. If you don't want to talk to a person, you won't. You make time for the people you want to make time for. And learning that was the most painful thing I learned this year. Because there are some people that I, I begged for their time my mother I begged for her time and she never gave it to me and so I looked for it in other people and when I stopped desiring that I myself me begged for my time I begged myself for my time but because I was so wrapped up in trying to get love from other people I never gave it to myself and now I'm addicted to my time I am addicted to my energy. I'm addicted to the presence that I have. I am obnoxiously obsessed with myself. And it doesn't bother me when people go, oh, you're crazy. You're a little slow. You know, you have a mental disability as I continue to judge you without having any foreknowledge about you. And I go, yeah, yeah, totally. I have, I am so many of the things you say out loud to me inside your brain. I'm totally all of that stuff. That's great. I'm so glad we could have this chat today, you know? Whenever you want to have this chat again, just let me know. I'll totally be crazy for you again. Uh, because I'd rather be crazy to a bunch of people than do anything remotely close to trying to get them to understand me. Again, finding out that there were people in the world that wanted to understand me. Finding out that there were people in the world who wanted to love me. Finding out that I was lovable. Oof. These are all like very interesting parts of my progress. Um, loving myself, boy. Jeez, that was like, yeah, I know we have a bunch of spiritual gurus and stuff like that out there. And people say, you're amazing and you love yourself and you can do it and stuff. Like, I thought I loved myself, you know. I, I walk around like I'm a ball of love. And then I met someone who didn't love me and I hated myself. <laughs> like, just hands down, hated myself. I, I didn't know if I hated myself because of them or if I just hated myself, period. 
but interacting with them made me hate myself. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, for the love of Christ. I I could not stand the person I became to try to get someone to love me. You Do you know what it looks like when you beg? It looks like... It looks like asking someone to put their phone down at 2 a.m. in the morning because they haven't talked to you all day, but they're interested in Facebook or Instagram. It looks like living in your car so that you can be near the person you love rather than being on a farm somewhere and working on a farm because that's your dream. It looks like getting a gym membership so you can shower at the gym so that you're clean so that when you see the person you love, they have a clean sex toy to engage with. It looks like going to jail because you love somebody so much that when they hurt you, you lose all self-control. You lose any ounce of dignity you once had when they go out of their way to serve themselves and the way that they serve themselves is a direct pain to you. Begging looks like a lot of things and it doesn't look like anything like what we were taught begging looks like. It isn't, oh, sir, I'm hungry. Can I have some more? It isn't, no, no, please don't go. It's everything. It's everything you can do to a person who doesn't want you. Now, if I had known that I had been abused by a narcissistic parent and had narcissistic parents and had narcissistic people in my life and that I was always chasing someone because when people stopped showing me attention, I would want more of their attention. If I had known that, if I'd had any idea of what that looked like, Uh, Going all through the therapy classes that I had taken online and YouTube and all the books that I had read, I'd I'd never walk across being a narcissist. I avoided the topic of narcissism because I thought that people calling me a narcissist was what I was. So I don't want to learn about that. I was like, yeah, I'm fine with being a narcissist. I'm totally fine with loving myself. I'm totally fine with being in love with myself. I'm the universe. I'm God. I can love myself as much as I need to. I love myself so fucking much. I am the best thing ever. This is the best. This is the best. Ooh, baby, you can't love me. I don't know how to, I don't, I don't know the words for that song. Oh, wait. Baby, come back. Ooh, you can blame it all on me. Okay, yeah. Um, so no, I, I thought being the, me being a narcissist was great. So I still actively say it. (laughs) I still actively call myself a narcissist. Uh, definitions by the DSM the narcissist is a terrible thing uh, but the, the the theology behind being a narcissist uh, falling in love with one's own reflection I'm absolutely a narcissist now now like 1000 million percent because I see myself so clearly I have the rose colored glasses off like the world doesn't look like through a peachy anymore where I'm obsessed with trying to be loved now I love myself and again I will continue to express that there are a bajillion of us out here just telling people to love yourself 
I have been making Instagrams and Facebook pages and YouTube channels since I first got on the internet, all expressing some type of self-love. I have been Elder Alt Burrell. I have been Alt Mormon. I have been barely doing stuff, which is the name of this channel. I have been so many of those things, and ugh, oh, don't even let me get you started on all the adult sites I tried to go on to to give myself self-love, but because there are so many gatekeepers in the world of BDSM or adult prefixtures that I have to be some kind of male cock bull that just wants to fuck everything with no regard for my own intelligence, and if I'm not just a fuckable thing, I have to be someone's daddy because they can't mentally keep themselves aware or out loud or they can't emotionally keep themselves safe, regarded. Um, and I don't have the space for that. I don't, I don't want to give space for that. It's not that I don't have it. Let me rectify that statement. I don't want to be in charge of someone else who wants to let go of themselves unless we consent to it. I don't want someone to just hand me their shit. And that's the kind of relationship I was chasing. I was chasing people just handing me their shit. And I mean like non-sexual relationships, business relationships, living arrangements, everything where someone could just hand me duty. I was just accepting that. Um, and no one likes to listen to me say that about them. It makes them offended a lot because they think, oh, you're trying to tell me bad things about myself. No, no, I'm not. You you tell me I'm angry. And I tell you right now, if it hasn't come across your mind prior to this point in time, I can be an angry person. And I will remind people that everything in this fucking world with a heartbeat can be angry. Trees and grass both yell very loudly as you're cutting them down, okay? Just because it doesn't sound like yelling doesn't mean that it's not yelling. Uh, they both release a smell that says, I'm dying. Um, and whatever post-traumatic stress disorder that gave them abilities to communicate that shit out loud to other plants around them isn't false, it isn't made up, it isn't uh, imaginary. They learned that this is what you do when you are in danger. So to anyone with post-traumatic stress disorder, I do not condone you having a fucking meltdown. Because I got post-traumatic stress disorder too. I got complex CPSD. Okay? I have been raped. I have been physically abused. I have been mentally and emotionally abused up until this year. Okay? I still live under a government that would kill me on site if I did something wrong because I'm brown. I still live in a government where if someone white were to aim at me and kill me with their gun, there would be no justice and justification, uh, justification and um, there'd be no jury tried for them. I still live that. So I'm, I'm living in Stockholm Syndrome right now because there isn't a better offer for me. The entire world's governments work like that. There isn't a place in this world where stuff just kind of is handled to put me in a better placement. It, it's always brown has got to go down in some regard. Even in Africa, there are 
a great many placements where the money is what will get you safe. Even in the places where other people were brown, let's just aim at the eastern locations. Money is what makes safe, not not the consideration of human being. It isn't that, it is just money. So I don't have a thing that would make me ideally feel safe, ever. So I have an extreme, extreme uh, recognition to acknowledging that I have complex PTSD, but I don't post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, I don't have a disorder. I am currently experiencing trauma on a daily basis, and none of you can fix that. None of you can serve it. Um, we can talk about my gender identity. We can talk about my skin. We can talk about the dysmorphia and dysphoria that I experience on a daily basis, interacting with women and men. We can talk about a bunch of things, but again, it won't change anything unless I engage with myself in a way that says that I love myself, which is again, the progress, the progress that I've made. I have made this progress to where I can understand there is no, what did I write on my wall? What did I say? I wrote, I wrote it down, hold on. I wrote it down <laughs> because I think writing things down is really helpful to me. I said, I have all the motivation I need. There is no need for validation. I always, always my best. I am always, always my best. Always A L W A Y S, comma A L L space W A Y S, my best. I am always, always my best. And I look at that every day. And I look at these little sayings that I write down for myself. I practice radical acceptance. Now I practice that there aren't, there are people in this world who will tell me that they love me for them. That's the most, <laughs> it doesn't even hurt at this point because I acknowledge it now. I acknowledge when someone wants my energy for them. I acknowledge when someone's just showing up so that I can recharge them. I acknowledge when someone says that they're out for me, but it's not for me, it's for them. It doesn't feel good. Uh, it feels like having the knowledge that someone is handing you a plate with poison in it. And then smiling and telling you that they made it for you. And it's your favorite. They don't mean to be this harmful. They just themselves don't know that they're oozing poison. They haven't yet dealt with themselves yet. And that's why I really, really highly regard my intuition now. I really, really highly regard the abilities that I have and the, the warning signs that I get from the ether, the universe, God, the Holy Spirit, whatever thing you want to call it, my vibrational frequency. I don't see any of this stuff in a negative light anymore. And I did before for a really long time. I still today... <laughs> Because of how obsessed my ex was with basil, I have a basil plant in my house. Because that's how much I fell in love with that woman. And to tell me that that's not a part of trauma, I don't know what that is. To tell me that that's not something that I do because of wanting a connection with someone who I know has no positive, currently, no positive outlook for me. 
um, when someone goes out of their way to make so that you suffer so that they can feel better about themselves when someone goes out of their way to hurt you because they're in pain because they have the power to hurt you when someone goes out of their way to hurt you to validate the pain that they're experiencing because of an experience you had together man my mother can't hear me ever and I still feel guilty about making a podcast (laughs) because she'll never be able to hear these unless someone transcribes them for her unless this comes up to a point where it'll be played in a place where the words will be captioned I still feel guilty about that. So on most of my TikToks, I make I make them so that there's subtitles. So that if anyone ever came across them that was deaf, they would get pleasure out of looking at that content. Because of the trauma I have with my mother being deaf. My desire to serve her need to see. Uh, which goes back to this progress that I started this conversation with my desire to show people I was safe um, always turned into me being violent and angry. And you'll ask, well, how did that work? And I go, well, if you don't believe I'm safe, then let me just be the monster you think I am. Why do anything other than what you think I am? Why, Why be anything other than what you see right now? Why try? I don't have to take either placement in someone else's opinion. I used to ruminate. I can't say that I don't ruminate now, but I I, I guess I would call it daydreaming. Because they aren't ruminations. They aren't an incessive thought that I can't get out of my head or I won't let go out of my head. I'm no longer suffering through my thoughts. Mostly because I talk a lot whether it be to myself or be listening to someone else's experience, but yeah, 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 yeah. I give myself a great leeway to be the thing slash person I am. And I don't tell myself no anymore. And I used to tell myself no a lot. I would not let myself express. I made it so very, very painstakingly difficult for myself to be anything other than myself because I was told that I wasn't good enough to be loved by people's actions by their words towards me I was told that I wasn't small enough or female enough to be cared for or loved or coddled or made safe by people's actions towards me Everybody and their mom going to tell me that they didn't do this and they didn't do that and they didn't want me to know and they didn't know and why didn't I talk to them? Hell, I could commit suicide in the middle of this talk. No one would know. No one would, no one would know. It wouldn't be something that someone would look for me except for the place that I'm living at. You know, someone would find me at least a week later. Uh, after not seeing me for several days, someone would check on my door to knock after a couple of days of me not being present. Uh, My phone ringing on silent wouldn't draw someone else's attention. No one calls me or talks to me. And this isn't like a, oh, I need help. I'm desperately begging for assistance. Please come help me. No, no, no. I'm, I'm really okay now 
having fully become aware that this is the amount of importance I show other people. So when I say stuff like, I'm going to be alone for a while, I, I wholeheartedly acknowledge that that's only in a physical sense. And all of the meetings and lovely people that I have met via the spiritual sense is where I'm at now. Those are the things that keep me now. Knowing that there are unfathomable amount of entities that exist around me at any given basis. I have 10 miscarriages under my belt that I carry proudly and I say frequently because I remember I don't remember the names that we were going to name them but I remember all of them passing. I remember all of the life being in another person. I remember meeting energetically another thing coming into my world. I remember being in contact with a adult woman's body and then feeling a source of light in them because that's how I operate. And then I remember the deep, deep pit of darkness that existed after the light was gone. So when I give praise or worship or acknowledgement to these little lights that float around me all the time, no one's going to be able to take that from me. No one's ever going to be able to say, oh, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're crazy. I go, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, my kids live with me. They are always with me. Now, I have four children that are not currently with me that are alive and fully bodied and actively suffering through the world's pain. But the ones that aren't here doing that. I have an excess amount of love to give because of this experience, because they exist with me. I don't try to make them do anything. I don't tell them to go out and hunt people or take things down or I don't try to like make anyone feel bad because I have them and it's normally me sharing that because someone else has sh shared a loss with me and I go, oh yeah, no, I understand loss. You know? I understand knowing a child and then not knowing a child once their light is gone. Um, because I have been so loose and quote-unquote hoary, quote-unquote a harlot, quote-unquote very um, free with my body during my growth cycle, uh, I have had a plethora of stepchildren. Uh, not because I have married or engaged, but because I have dated women with children, because that's not something that puts me off. Again, I have wanted to be a father, a parental unit, a mother. I have wanted to dote and love on a thing my entire life. Uh, my memories start at seven, and my desire to become a parent have started since I was eight. I have a very strong memory of wanting to be a parent, a parental unit, a guardian of some sort. Um, since I was eight years old. I, I have a fond memory of me dragging my sister's doll. She had a my size Barbie around the house. Um, I don't remember if I like kissed it or did anything weird like that with it, but I remember dragging this thing around the house like I was going to care for it. And I don't remember if that was before I was seven or not, but I have a clear memory of doing this with this doll. Um... 
I think after a certain age, I became really curious and my logical mind took over and my artistic mind wasn't so there or my maternal instinct wasn't so there because I used to take stuff and to- stuff toys apart and see what the insides looked like. And that was more logical so that I could figure out why the wires or the, the metal framing was in it and I could feel it, but I couldn't tell what it was. So I would dissect them. I would take them apart like I was taking apart a frog at high school. I would cut them down the middle or down the side so that I can get whatever was in them out of them. And then I would look at what made them and keep them connected to their tissue. So they would be like connected to the wire, but only hands, feet, head, um, voice box. And then because, again, my logical mind, I used to put them up on the wall. (laughs) Or on a board somewhere or something like that so that I could have it displayed so that I could study it. Again, this makes people go, oh, you're a psychotic person, and so forth and so on. And I could walk through all the things that I did. But uh, again, they make people think I'm crazy. And that's fine. Again, I accept wholeheartedly that I was crazy and am crazy and acknowledge that I exist outside of the societal norm for what thought process should be. I accept that. And I think accepting that this year has been one of the greatest triumphs that I have had in my entire life. Um... So yeah, I think I started with this with acknowledging progress. So I have always had this experience where I tell people, the love I give you is yours, and I can't ever take it back. I wouldn't know how to. I wouldn't know how to fall out of love with you, because I've never fallen out of love with anyone in my entire life. Once I'm in love, I'm in love for the rest of my life. I have continuously loved everyone that I've ever told that I loved, whether it be partner or parent or sister or sibling or friend. I have loved them continuously. I suffer through years of of no contact and I tell so many people I love them only to watch them like me or to watch them um, cherish what I do for them. So I know that there can be tons and tons of painful scenarios at the risk and interaction of others, but pardon me, I yawned. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to stop loving anybody I've ever loved. I love them differently now. I love them in a different way, and I acknowledge that they no longer want me in their lives. I acknowledge that no matter how much I teach or struggle to teach or try to teach, that I am able and willing to be myself as long as they don't attack me or come at me sideways or put me in a situation where I have to bare my teeth, I can be this. But I also acknowledge that baring my teeth is the last thing I get to do and walking away is the first thing. And walking away was the hardest thing. I was promised 20 acres of land this summer. And every opportunity I got to be a leader was taken from me because somebody felt super self-conscious about themselves and they only wanted people to submit to them. Yeah, I don't want anyone to submit to me for that reason. I'm really confident in myself. I want other people to submit to me because I hate arguing. I don't want to fight. I want you to be like, yep, this is the way I live. And then I go, okay, 
that's the way you live, live like that. And then I will hold you accountable. That's the kind of submission that I want. That's it, right there, that. If it doesn't look like what you said it looks like, then that's a flag. <laughs> You're a liar. And they go, you can't do that. That's that's not giving people enough chances. There are no chances. There, there's either you get to be the thing you say you are, or you get to acknowledge you are not being that thing, and we get to talk about it. <laughs> that. That right there, best relationship ever. Because anything other than that comes from trauma, and I don't care anymore. I don't have to play placebo. I don't have to go, oh, no, you're doing your best. Mm -mm. Your best is being fucking accountable. And I have been with so many unaccountable people. I have been in so many unaccountable scenarios. I have been with so many situations where people have not taken account for their own actions, and they have projected all of their negative feelings into the universe. All of it. God doesn't love me, so I hate God. First of all, d explain God so that I can know what you're talking about. Because if it isn't you, then I, you, I don't know what you're talking about. Because I don't, I don't know your God. You know which God I'm talking about. I know of a God. I know of gods with that name. I know of gods with those powers and those titles. I know of a God. I do not know the God you are referring to, though. The God you are referring to only exists in your brain. I know of a religion that sounds like that, but tell me how yours works because I only know of yours via context from someone else's. I don't know which one you're talking about. Like when people say, oh, the Mormon church is bad. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hate the people you interacted with as Mormons. You hate the ideology that you followed unwillingly because your parents subjected you into it. It is not a cult. Other people follow all kinds of jazz. And now you drink alcohol and coffee and you don't think you're a part of another cult and you don't think that you being a very free with your sex person is another cult while these people abuse you and take advantage of your body rather than your mind because you still don't love yourself. Again, that's just one direction that I'm talking about. And I use Mormonism very specifically because they are very evenly hated across the board. Lots of people don't like them. I could say Muslims, but we let up on Muslims a while ago. I could have said Asians, but we have no hate the Asians. So I picked a group that was evenly hated in my mind. I'd say blacks, but, you know, it gets a little touchy there. Gets a little touchy when you bring race into it. A little touchy. Because everyone's the same color, by the way. I don't know if anyone knew that or not. Um, <laughs> we're all the same color. And it's funny that we don't think we are. <sighs> Not that I don't acknowledge that there are things that matter, but they only matter when you subject them to that perspective. When you say this should matter, this this is a thing you should consider. And if if you aren't considering that, then you aren't a part of this group. And I go, wow, wow, you have to really be a part of those groups to engage in that behavior, huh? Mm-hmm. Because if you aren't, then you aren't doing the thing. And I go, yeah, this is called gatekeeping, by the way. Yeah, that's a terminology I learned from the BDSM community based on my experience with the people in the BDS community where they're like telling you that you have to BDSM the same way that they do. And if you don't, then you're just a fucking chaser, which means that you only want to engage in stuff so that you can have what you want, which is what all of BDSM is. You literally go out and ask people to help you with your own fetish. The thing you like more than everything else. That's all of the society. And then there are people in that society who say, nope, you can't do that. You can't just ask people for the thing you want. 
that makes you bad. Also in the queer community, the queer community is like that too. The queer community goes, oh yeah, I'm, give yourself a title. And you can't ask for, give yourself a title because that's what chasers do. And they only do that because give themselves a titles. Don't like, give themselves a titles. And that's not fair to give themselves a title. And you should totally self-entitlement whatever statement that's coming out of their mouth. And, and I think I experience it all across the board with whomever I'm talking to about whatever I'm talking about, whether it be religion, belief systems, um, sexuality, gender identifications. I, I only use these things because they're easier to communicate, but for real, for real, I don't care. I'm God, all of it's me, all at the same time. None of it's not me. Yeah, yeah, so you're a rapist? Yeah, I'm a rapist. You're a murderer? Yeah, I'm, I'm a murderer. That's how God works. That's how the concept of God works. It's not defined. It's all of it at the same time. And when you guys ask dumbass questions like, are you one of the things that I said I am everything of? It makes it really hard to converse with you. And I only say it's a dumbass question because it's coming from a place that's dumb. It's coming from a place where you think you're right rather than you also being God and knowing you're right and knowing I'm right and not having any reason to argue that. Because if we're both right, then what are we fighting about? If what you believe is perfectly fine for you and what I believe is perfectly fine for me, why are we fighting? Like, I had an uh, ex um, want to do some behaviors and I expressed very clearly, like being the person that I am, I said, well, if you want that, I want to do that too. And then when I started doing that, they started emotionally shutting down for me. <laughs> so, I'm grateful to acknowledge myself now. I am... <sighs> I didn't know that acknowledging yourself, that looking directly at yourself, not like past yourself or into the image of what, and I say past yourself by like future you. You're not looking at a presentation of what you want to be. You're looking at the thing that exists right now. You're in the current slice of present. I like knowing that that was the key. I like knowing that communicating to myself was the key to comprehending myself, the door. I like knowing that I don't have to be interlabel here. And I can just be And that makes these talks really easy for me now. Um, that makes these podcasts extremely easy for me. Because I'm not begging or pleading anymore. I'm not begging for understanding. I'm not begging for acceptance. Well, 
51 minutes and 31 seconds just passed, and you guys did really well listening to me. You guys are doing so wonderful to continue listening to the thing that I say out of my mouth, which is great. Think this might be episode 9 or 10? I'll figure it out when I go to post. working out at the gym two days ago and I got some lactic acid built up in my muscle in my right thigh because I tried to run and running was very painful after I did the workout that was so intense it like burst the muscle that I was working out and it has been sore for two days two whole days but that's fine so thanks for listening to me talk I love you because I love me and I love that I know that this is all that there is. And I hope that you know that you're the only thing that exists in the whole known universe regardless of what's happening around you. Your kids are too loud, your job is too loud, your parents are too loud, the thoughts that you have about your ex is too loud. I love that you acknowledge that you are too loud. I love that you acknowledge that you are the thing. And the more that you can do that, the easier it becomes to continue doing that. It's like any kind of pathway in your brain. The more of it you do of it, the more of it you can do it. I think there's a saying that said, like, the more you do, the more you can do. And I don't know where I got it from, but I saw it. I'll quote you anything I remember. Um, But it's all me. It's all something that I needed to see in that moment. So then I saw it. And it's all something I needed to say. So I said it. And I think that's how the information's supposed to be exchanged. Though some quotes aren't supposed to. Still working on my vocabulary and diction to communicate more effectively in English so that the words are more rationally tied to a thing that sounds more educated. But I'm doing my very best to maintain. I'm doing my very best to maintain this particular wavelength of I see myself, I acknowledge myself, and I acknowledge that we're the same. It doesn't require effort, it just requires uh, letting other stuff pass by me. It requires me to be a tree, to acknowledge that all the strength and growth that got me here is here already, and if the wind wants to blow really hard on the way by, all I can do is let go of a couple leaves and branches, but I'm, I'm, I can still hang out here. I don't have to fall over every time the wind blows. I don't have to dam up a river every time the wind blows. So, like I said, I love you. I love me. And I want you to be safe. Always, always. I can't make you be safe. I can only offer the placement and cast the spell. And if you hear my voice, then you're one of the people that get to be safe. So I say, be safe. Always, always. A-L-W-Y-S, comma, 
A-L-L space W-A-Y-S. This has been another episode of Barely Doing Stuff. Thanks for listening. I hope whatever you're going through right now becomes a part of the beautiful thing that helps you grow. And if it isn't too detrimental, I want you to look at it knowingly.